Hi, Joyful Health friends. In today's episode, we talk about the biggest scripture-based question to ask when you're considering any new health practice. Instead of telling you exactly what to eat or which exercises to do, we want to help you grow in personal discernment and Holy Spirit empowerment when it comes to adopting new health practices. If this idea of leaning on the Lord for your health habits is something you want support with, make sure to check out our 12-week Joyful Health course where we walk with participants to help them bring the gospel of grace to their eating, moving, and body image. Head to joyfulhealth.co forward slash course to learn more. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, registered dietitian. And I'm Casey, personal trainer. And together, we're here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's episode of the Joyful Health Show, where we get to discuss questions to ask when you're considering a new health practice or maybe a new health provider. So today, Casey and I want to root this discussion in biblical principles and also bring in some of our personal and professional experience with this topic. Our aim here at Joyful Health is not to tell you exactly what to do when it comes to how you eat or how you exercise, but we want to help you grow in discernment when it comes to adopting any new health paradigm or health discipline. Um, So we're really tackling this today because we've got um, a lot of questions on our podcast survey about, you know, how to discern whether a new health practice is right for you or whether it's going to take you back into a dieting mindset. Um, So we, some of the questions we got was just this constant struggle with diet culture, people talking about how, you know, how can we handle that? Um, And then really is everything in moderation really good for everyone? Some questions about, you know, what if I love structure and, you know, is all structure bad? So we're going to hopefully address some of those things today in this discussion. So Casey, what are what has been your experience in this area of kind of trying to adopt new health practices, but doing it with this mindset of uh, health by grace for joy? Hmm. Yeah, I love structure. I love discipline. <laughs> and so I think a lot of misconceptions when it comes to intuitive eating, intuitive movement, intuitive health is that there is no structure. There's no discipline. Um, but what I had to learn is not to structure my discipline on myself, but allow, um, myself to be formed by the Lord and to be trained by him. And that can be really tricky and can be really deceptive. And, you know, things are deceiving because we don't, we don't know that we're in it. And so what my kind of journey has looked like, and you've probably heard this from various episodes in the podcast, but, um, I started exploring with different like elimination diets and, um, just trying to figure out foods that made help me feel better. But, um, that kind of became a slippery slope for me because I do love discipline. And I remember other friends saying things like, you know, I'm just a black and white person and I'm either all in or, or I'm out. 
you know, and, um, like I'm either on the bandwagon or if I eat the wrong thing, then I'm off and all bets are off type of mentality. And, um, you know, it's like, well, that's a really hard way to live because when you, you know, when I was trying to adhere to these specific diets and a lot of times it felt like, okay, I love science. Let's make this an experiment. Um, and so the experiment has to go perfect. And if there are any variables, then it really messes up the whole experiment. Um, and so any variables, as in, if I don't eat this type of food that I'm supposed to, you know, eat on this plan, then the whole experiment has failed. I have to throw it out the window and start over. Um, but we are not experiments. Um, we are humans, we sin and there is grace for that. And so I had to learn that the hard way. And, um, I think for many of us, you know, we don't realize that, um, discipline is not necessarily healthy. It's like, well, I'm doing this thing for my health and, you know, I'm, I'm exercising a lot and, um, doing all these things that on paper look healthy, but, um, yeah, kind of how do we start to discern like when it becomes unhealthy? And for me, um, it was when I was focusing more and more and more on myself, um, when I had failed and less and less and less on the Lord. And, um, and then there was, I would feel prideful and I'd feel good about myself when I achieved, um, when I achieved the plan. And then I would feel really terrible about myself when I didn't. Um, and that would kind of, focus my days, you know, and my whole day would kind of start to wrap around that. And I started seeing that I was like, this is a problem. <laughs> this is, uh, this doesn't actually feel healthy. Um, so, so yeah, I think being able to being able to discover what intuitive health was, was, um, was really freeing because I was able to not, um, not, determine my, you know, structure and discipline around something that was, um, external, something that someone else had planned for me, but more of being able to, you know, have full permission when it came to, when it came to food, like all foods are clean. And it's not what you eat that makes you good and holy, you know, it's, it's Jesus that does that. And, you know, the temple of my body isn't made worse by what i into it, but this temple of my body is supposed to be a place in a house of prayer. And so being able to like surrender to that and to surrender to, okay, I, if I want my body to be a temple and to be a place of surrender and prayer, I have to start with prayer. And so that's kind of where it really started. It was just like full surrender. God, I'm giving all of this to you because I can't do it anymore. Um, and you know, and seeing still structure is a good thing. Like I think of to, like I grow tomato plants and you always have to, like when they're seedlings, um, you don't necessarily get, need to give them support, but then you put a tomato cage around it and then it starts to grow up. And as the fruit starts to grow, you have to put that cage around it, not to fence it in, but to give it support. And so that's why I think of discipline now. Um, and I also, there's this quote by Matt Chandler, who's a, um, pastor in Texas. And he says, discipline isn't always God showing us what's wrong, but leading us into what's right. And so I think that was a huge mindset shift for me because I was focusing on like, okay, don't do the wrong thing <laughs> instead of, okay, Lord, lead me into what's right. And that wasn't always easy or, uh, but it was, it was good because I was leaning not on myself anymore. Um, so 
Yeah. And I, and I think that too, like kind of woke me up to the different places of like, okay, what feels, (laughs) what, uh, the things I was following, they weren't labeled diets. Um, but I started to kind of see through those pretty quickly of like, okay, this is making me feel like this. This is, this is feeling like, you know, a diet, someone else's list of rules that I need to adhere to that, um, I feel good or bad, whether or not I (laughs) follow them or not. So that's, you know, started to stray away from those and be wary of those. So, um, yeah, and and it's a process. And so I'm still in process, but Aubrey, how about you? What does structure and discipline look like for you as far as in, you know, we can also include like not just developing a new diet or even like going to a new health provider because our health providers too can put us on these certain plans. And so there's trust there as well. So, um, do you have experience with, with those and tell us about that? Yeah. Um, I just love what you said about allowing yourself to be formed by the Lord. Um, and like be formed by his training, like a discipline is also just another word for like instruction and training and, um, training in righteousness and what is good for us. Um, because that's kind of my story too, is just wanting to understanding the difference between what is like me just wanting to control everything and, um, calling it discipline mm-hmm. <laughs> and what is really surrender, like you said, and surrendering to, um, my father and trusting him as being wiser and just having my best interests at heart. And I think having kids has changed that for me, like my perception of that. Um, just realizing, mm-hmm. you know, seeing them like, oh, they would love to control their days. <laughs> like, you know, I know. And the way that they would control their days, I don't always think would be super helpful for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, holistically, um, you know, whether it's like the way they spend their time or, um, you know, and so I'm always talking to them about, hey, you just got to trust me because I love you. Like, this is why, Like I'm doing these things, not because I want you to be upset, but because it's better for you. Like you're going to have a better life, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we, again, can like really try to, we feel like we know what those answers are automatically, or we go to um, like the latest diet or the latest, like, you know, article on health article online to find what we think is um, the right thing to do instead of going to our father first. Like we're Mm. just as parents, you know, children are in submission to their parents, parents, we're not, we're not God. Like we're actually supposed to be in submission to the father and to the spirit. Um, Mm. And I think that's something we forget. We become adults and we're like, well, we got this, we got, we got it. We got the internet. Um, Mm. We got so-and-so's experience to look at. Um, so I think that's been an ongoing thing for me as I've experienced different seasons of life, different, um, health struggles or just, um, concerns having to even, even being in a place of, you know, teaching intuitive eating and teaching intuitive health by grace. I have to like remind myself, Oh wait, I'm doing this thing. I'm like go about to go full fledged doing these different practices, but like, have I asked the Lord about this first? Yeah. Have I, have I prayed about it? Um, and have I kind of just tried to count the cost of it? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you talked, you talked about like the fruit a little bit of, you know, what is the fruit of some of the things that you were 
doing, even if they weren't quote diets, like what, where did they leave you? Um, and I know one of our like centering verses for this discussion is Hebrews 12, one, which talks about, or which says for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Um, 12, 11, I'm sorry, guys, yeah. Hebrews 12, 11. Um, and I think we always, I at least grew up and always saw that first part of the verse, like discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. So just, you know, stick to it. But I kind of neglected the second half of that verse, which talks about it yields peaceful, the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So are we looking, a lot of times we're self-disciplining and it's not really yielding peaceful fruit of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that is like, one of the biggest things I want to bring home is whenever you're considering a new health practice, you know, meeting with a new counselor, a new provider, um, adding a little bit more structure to your life, which I think is great. I think God designed the world in rhythm. Like he gave us seven days of the week. He asked us to rest on the seventh day. He gave us morning. He gave us evening. Like rhythm and routine is built into creation um, and it's good for us. Mm-hmm. But right, are we counting the are we counting the fruit of any new structure or any new rhythm that we put into place? Um, and so that's something that's something that I've had to do over and over again with not just um, eating and exercising habits, but like, okay, am I gonna um, are we gonna do this activity as a family or is, do we already have our plates full? Um, are we going to like implement, we went through like, well, we want to implement a Sabbath. Okay. Are we going to do it on Sunday? Cause that's everyone does it. Or does it actually make more sense for our family to do it on Saturday? And like, what's the fruit of that? And those are just some simple examples of that. But, um, I don't know, Casey talk about that. Um, talk about some of the other verses that we see on discipline in the Bible. Yeah. Um, and I, well, that Hebrews 12, 11. Um, so the first part of like Hebrews chapter 12, um, was kind of is like the anchor verse for uh, my book move for joy. Um, and it's like, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. And I think this is to remind us to that, um, a lot of the world's ways of discipline and, and like, you know, you have to do this thing full out. And if you mess up, you start over and it's all, it's all on you. But mm-hmm. Hebrews 12 remind us, reminds us from the beginning, like we're not alone. We're surrounded. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, like cheering us on <laughs> because they've, they're witnesses to the gospel. Um, and so let us lay aside every weight, every sin, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance race that is set before us looking to not to these results that we're looking for, not to, um, before and after picture, it's not to a perfect controlled orderly day. Um, it's looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So all of this is centered and focused on him who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And so I think anytime our focus is not on him, then 
we're, we're gone astray. And so being able to have that, um, not to look to results, but look to the fruit, the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So, so like for me, when I was, when I was, and still when I am pursuing things, it's like, what is the fruit of this? Um, often I notice in me, it, um, things that are leading me astray that are disciplines that I realize are not good are like frustration. I'm frustrated that someone in my life has taken me off track. <laughs> and then, and so it's like, okay, I've lost, I've lost the aim of love. Um, it's self-centeredness. I'm thinking mostly about myself and, um, how I am doing and how I'm like measuring up. Um, and then my relationships suffer, you know, there's conflict in our family, um, mental health suffers as well, because I'm focused on the negatives instead of, you know, it's good. So, and also the, um, a cross reference to the Hebrews 12, 11 is Isaiah 32 verse 17. And it says the work of righteousness will be peace. The service of righteousness will be quiet confidence forever. And so I think that's just like such an opposite mm. picture to these loud advertisements that we get blasted at us every day, like in our news feeds, you know, on billboards, like it's this shouting at us, like buy this, do this, you need to have this, but the service of righteousness will be quiet confidence forever. Each one of those words is so powerful, quiet. <laughs> um, this discipline is, is quiet. It's within it's um, internal. God looks at the heart. Um, it's confidence. We are not afraid of what will happen to our plan because our confidence is in the character of God, which does not, who does not change. And it's forever. It's not something that is going to go away. It's not like I'm going to lose this weight temporarily and then I'll probably gain it back. No, this is, this is going to last forever. Um, so I think those are three important words to look at as well. Quiet confidence and forever. Um, okay. One more thing on the word righteousness too. I feel like that word can feel really Christianized. Um, uh -huh. And so I, this verse kind of came to light for me um, one time when someone was saying something to me and I felt uh, like condemned by it. And I remembered, you know, to put on the breastplate of righteousness. I was like, okay, the breastplate of righteousness, like that is something that covers your heart. Um, and we are made right not in the things that we do, but by faith in Christ. And so that is the meaning of righteousness here as well, of that we are not made right by how well we adhere to a program or diet or whatever, but we're made right only, you know, by what God has done. So yeah. Um, do you have any other like kind of some red flags of you know, of asking yourself like, Ooh, this, this might not actually be um, a healthy discipline for me. What are some of those other signs and signals that we can be looking out for? Yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you um, broke down righteousness, because is <laughs> a sign would be, you know, is this practice making me more aware of my right standing with God and like drawing me closer to um, Christ, like, am I aware that I'm already right with God or is this practice and my failure or success in completing it, making me less aware of that and making me mm -hmm. more aware of like my own self-righteousness or like trying, trying to, to earn you know, it. Yes, exactly. Um, 
so I think just what you said, basically, I'm not anything that's like not healthy for me is leading to is leading to frustration is leading to resentment or comparison, you know, like any of those fruit that we know are not, are not peaceful, are not from God, are not rooted in love. Mm -hmm. I think I had done some study of the fruit of the spirit and they talked about how really all the rest of the fruit of the spirit, like if you look at the structure of that verse are um, a part of love. So like love Mm -hmm. is the main fruit of the spirit and all those other things are just like pieces of love. Um, So I find that really interesting that you just brought that up. Like, Hey, am I, am I acting in Christ's love? Am I receiving Christ's love or am I acting out something else? Um, and that's just a quick, a quick barometer of what, you know, what's going on in my heart and, and um, whether a practice can be, is helpful or harmful. I think on the flip side, to talk about what are the, like some of the positive things that we've experienced, like when we have implemented a new health practice or a new rhythm or whatever. Um, and again, health is not just food and and exercise. Like it's not just taking supplements or taking your medication or like, these are also like spiritual practices, um, relational practices, things that contribute to our holistic health. I think some of the fruit that I'll see when I know, oh yeah, I'm on the right track is like, I'll just, you know, I might feel more rested or peaceful throughout the day. I might have more space or mental clarity to be loving towards those who are in my life, um, Mm -hmm. to have that margin. I know Casey talked about margin in our boundaries or like work-life balance episode. Um, I have that margin and both mental and and emotional and physical margin of time to interact with people who are hurting or who just need me, who God's put in my path. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a really good indication or I, yeah, I have more energy too. So when it's really practical and you come down to like, when did we, when we started fueling our bodies, um, more consistently and without judgment, we lost the mental obsession, um, Mm -hmm. like rumination on food. And so we gained more time and space in our mind to interact with others. We also gained the physical energy that comes from fueling our bodies consistently and adequately. And that's just one really kind of simple example for y'all, but, um, Casey, do you have any more examples of when you kind of implemented something or made a choice with the Lord where you felt like, Oh, I'm able to exist in this quiet confidence Mm. better because of this. Yeah. Um, right now it is practicing the habit of sleep. (laughs) Um, and I feel like I've talked about this a lot, but this is just like, this is, this is my race. This is my struggle is, um, trying to find my righteousness in work and productivity versus, um, being able to fully rest in the Lord and then, um, allow him to live in me. And so for the longest time, even, I mean, even just this past year, um, I have taught really early fitness classes and, and I've done it because I've said, this is the only time that I can do it. This is the only time that I can have an uninterrupted workout um, with some friends, you know, with childcare, like the kids are sleeping at home type of thing. And so just this past month, I have pulled away from that. And it's been strange. It's been like, you know, when you, um, when you let go of 
a rhythm or a discipline that you're, um, that your life has kind of revolved around or not revolved around, but it's, you know, it's like taking, taking a piece of a structure away. It's like, Oh, this, this feels weird now. (laughs) Um, so it was like, God had to remind me of, okay, you're, well, I did it because I just, I wasn't getting enough sleep. And no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't, um, stay on like a healthy sleep schedule. And so, and the, I had to rebuke the lies of, um, and the thoughts that I was thinking were like, this is the only time I can do it. This is the only way, you know, just very narrow-minded, um, um, just a scarcity mindset essentially. And thinking this is, this is the only way that it can happen instead of, um, abundance mindset. And like, God can always provide. And so for me, it wasn't like he can provide, you know, food for you today. It was, he can provide time. And so he kind of showed that to me the summer. I, um, you know, our schedule was a little bit different with the kids not being in school. And so I got, I allowed myself to sleep in more and I experienced so much more energy, clarity, patience with people, patience with myself, um, that it was like, wow, like this is way worth you know, the cost of like, okay, I may not be teaching a fitness class. I may not see my friends in the morning. I may not get a workout. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I do know that sleep needs to be number one for me right now. And then all of those things, we can figure those out, but this is the best way for me to receive God's love and to experience him and to love other people well. Um, and so, and I've like figured out other you know, other times <laughs> like, oh, there's a lunch bunch thing that my daughter can go to. Oh, that allows me to go to the gym. And I don't see these same friends at the same time, but now we are figuring out other ways like, oh, maybe we can, we can go on a walk later or, you know, we can plan something else together. And so, yeah, that's just, um, a health discipline that, that has had to be deconstructed, you know, had a God kind of showed me like a new way before I allowed him to kind of take it away for a little bit. Um, and then, and I, I'm still kind of figuring it out, but it's good. I feel, I feel much better. Um, yeah. I love that. I love, um, I love how you talked about like just, and there's the narrow mindset because we, we come up against that in so many things and like, okay, I have to do this in order to, you know, like, you just, you planned it out in your mind instead of, instead of releasing it and being like, Hey, like God can do the impossible. He can yes. make time for you, you know? Yeah. Um, right. I love that. So I know we get a lot of, uh, questions about, you know, Hey, I'm considering doing this like eating plan or this exercise plan. Um, how's it going to fit with intuitive eating? How's it going to fit with joyful health? Can I, can I do that? And can you just talk briefly about, you know, how do we um, usually talk or consult with those people who ask us those questions? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we both kind of got into this area because, you know, like people to ask us, like, just, just give me a plan and I'll do it. And I think we all know that, you know, we can do something like that for a short time, but if it's not an internal change, if it's not motivated by, um, love, then it's not going to last. And so we don't want to tell people like, yes, you should, or no, you shouldn't, because we don't know their internal motivations. We don't know what God has for them. And so we first always, always, um, 
encourage people. And as we are practicing this in our own lives too, is to pray first, um, put your trust, not in this practice, but in God's presence. And so to really cultivate that communion with him intentionally, and that needs to be (laughs) number one discipline, um, compassion is being able to lead with compassion. And, and like, if thinking about my example of like, this isn't going to happen if I don't do this, like that felt very, um, like I was being pushed. I was pushing myself and it wasn't in, it didn't feel compassionate. Um, it didn't, it didn't, um, allow room to address like fears or anxieties. Um, and I think being able to lead with compassion, that's how God moves towards us. And he's like, bring your, bring your fears to me. Tell me, what are you concerned about? What are your hesitations? Bring those things to me. Um, you know, like what, what has worked for you before? Um, what hasn't, and how can you perhaps grieve the loss of this practice in your life? Like I had to, you know, kind of let go of that, that time with some friends in the morning and like, um, and that was a little bit hard of like having to grieve like this season that felt really sweet. Um, and then also know that God is there then he's, he's there now, and then he's going to lead. Um, and then the two other steps is to just start developing that intuitive awareness. So, um, we have lots of resources to, to help you do this. And that's why we champion our joyful health course so much is because we, um, really help walk you through this of like stepping away from the harm of diets and like these external measures of health and being able to start to tune in, um, to your body. Like Aubrey said, you know, what does it mean to, to nourish myself? Um, what does hunger and fullness feel like? What does tiredness feel like? What does it feel like to be energized? What does stiffness feel like? You know, just starting to notice those things. Um, and then to create healthy connection, um, once you have a really good connection with the Lord and with prayer, um, to create a healthy connection with some providers that you trust. So, um, a lot of times online programs can feel pretty impersonal and we don't know that person. They don't maybe know us. There's not a whole lot of like love and care involved because there's that, you know, you don't have that personal, um, connection as much, but if you can have that, um, really develop that with someone that you trust. Um, and, you know, especially when it comes to, um, some different health issues or medical conditions, like you, you need more, you know, we all need, (laughs) um, somebody else to help us out with this. It's why we're equipped in the body of Christ to, for, um, certain doctors or naturopathic doctors or, physicians, I mean, sorry, physical therapists and chiropractors. Like these are all people that we need to be um, in touch with and connected with. So, um, and they can kind of, you know, and we can ask them like, what do you think about this? And, and to be able to take that with a grain of salt and grain of salt being grace (laughs) and prayer um, and kind of, you know, and go from there. And also not to be afraid to try new things either. um, But to be able to be willing to surrender that over to the Lord, you know, every moment and every day and be willing to, to change directions as well. Um, so Aubrey, would you add or anything to that? Um, and, yeah. yeah. Um, well, really just the, 
just to go on to the provider piece, because I know many people, we also get the question, you know, how do I find uh, just a doctor or, you know, whatever my health concern is, who is going to be on board um, with this gentler approach to health and not being, or maybe not being so focused on weight, but being focused on other parameters of health. Mm. Um, And I think you talking about just having a conversation with them asking questions, you know, especially when you start from a place of already being really connected with the Lord and with um, your righteousness being firm in him, then it it's easier to disagree with people or, or hear things that are contrary to your opinions and have grace for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's, and it's also too easier to approach doctors or physicians and realize, Hey, they're just a person. Yeah. Um, I think like in our culture, maybe a generation ahead of us, <laughs> this, I see this like, Oh, doctors are like, they're like on this pedestal of like, they need to, they know everything. And that's not true. And we shouldn't expect that of them. Um, mm. No one person, you know, they usually specialize in their one area, but being able to like, can you have a conversation with them? Even if you disagree, can you share your, um, your beliefs and also your, um, your choices, your infor- like, and that they respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, any sort of provider should be respecting your informed consent, like whether you consent or do not consent to a practice or a treatment plan. And um, yeah, so I think you don't have to agree right away on every single front with a provider for them to be uh, the right provider for you. But can you disagree dis- respectfully? And are they still, you know, respecting your wishes as far as, um, as far as that goes, um, it, you know, and then can you trust that person? Like, can you also like, if they are saying something that you feel like is a little bit challenging to your (laughs) previous beliefs, like, do you trust them enough, Mm -hmm. um, to, to go with that? Cause I think there's really not much point in going to a provider um, that you're not going to trust anything they say. If you, if you trust, if there's some things you question, that's fine. I think that that's understandable. And again, like you have to, we serve the Lord first. We pray, we, we go with what he's guiding us to. But um, if we find ourselves like distrusting every single thing that our provider says, I think there's a problem there, whether in our own hearts or in that relationship. And maybe it's time to um, examine whether you need a new provider. So right, right. That, yeah. That would be all I'd add on that front, Casey. Yeah. And as far as, you know, if you are in line with what we believe here at Joyful Health, you are most likely looking for, you know, for a physician or someone who has a non-diet weight neutral approach. So those are specific words that you can ask, like, hey, do you have a philosophy of, do you have a weight neutral philosophy or, you know, are you health at every size informed um, I think those those are some specific words that you can ask, especially um, <laughs> because you don't want also to like get really deep in this. You're like, oh, I'm going to establish this provider and I'm paying money towards this person. You know, I've done this like fought, like done this initial visit and that takes time and money to to establish those initial visits with people, um, you know, unless they have like a free clarity call and it's like a, a wellness coach or something. Um but you you, know, you want to make sure that you're in alignment with some of these things because you don't want to get down the road and then them give you like 
okay, well, the only solution for you is to go on this diet, you know, and if you don't do it, then, then yeah. I don't have anything else to give you. And so, um, you, you want there to be some, some alignment there, especially when it comes to, um, if, if someone's going to give you some type of eating plan, you know, <laughs> you want to make sure that you're on the same page there. And also like, you know, that weight isn't the first thing that comes up whenever you go in for your appointment, that's, you know, and, and to be able to bring that up. And if you're not sure about how to bring that up, the health of every size book has some letters in the back of the book to like, very specifically, you can like copy and paste these letters and, and send them to, to your provider as well. If you don't know the language for that. Yes, that's great. That's great. Cause you got to kind of lead with these questions if they're a big deal to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they, yeah, I think get off, get off on the right foot. And if it is like a wellness coach or a dietitian or a trainer, um, those, those professionals usually offer some sort of free consultation, or at least you can email them before. And like Casey said, use that health at every size resource in the back of the book, if you need more specific wording. Mm -hmm. Um, but to end and kind of sum up this episode, Casey, what would we say, or what would you say to the person who's considering up or considering signing up for the next thing? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, to get specific of, as far as like, what are some red flags initially, like looking through the information that you can see, you know, on their website or their profiles or whatnot, um, do they have a list of right and wrong behaviors? do they have labels on morality in general? Like eat this thing and be guilt-free or burn this many calories with this workout. Um, those might not be what you're looking for when it comes to, you know, searching for um, that quiet, confident forever type of healthy discipline. Um, if this program or provider seems to like lead to self-centeredness instead of God-focused humility, um, then maybe a red flag. Um, if it heightens your need for control instead of allowing you to surrender um, in a, a sense of peace, then it's probably a red flag. It might not be the best, um, best health discipline to get into. Um, so some of like the best spiritual practices to support freedom. This is someone, something that someone had asked. And I kind of want to bring in another um, quote from a book. Um, so Emily Freeman, she has a book called The Next Right Thing. And if y'all are looking for a book on healthy discipline, my number one recommendation is The Celebration of Discipline by Richard Foster. So such, such a good book. Um, so if you're like, I want discipline, I'm a disciplined person. I love structure. Then I highly recommend you to read that book. But um, Emily Freeman says this about discipline. She says, it's being aware of the presence of God and putting myself there on purpose so that my character might be transformed. It's about training my mind and my will to practice what my heart deeply believes. It's about knowing that each moment is packed with grace. And sometimes I need practice to see it. It's about becoming the person I already am in Christ. So there's like that righteousness piece. This is who I already am in Christ. I'm already right with him. Um, and this is just, I am allowing myself to practice it. Um, some of those, you know, spiritual disciplines, this is nothing new. 
prayer, like we said, um, being connected in prayer and whether you initially need to set up a structure for that, like I'm going to pray before meals. And I know that that's going to be my prayer time. And then that can overflow and change over time Or I know I need to journal. We have our body blessings journal for you to start discovering some of these practices that um, maybe you need to let go of for a time or for a season, step away from, give yourself some time and space to see, is this healthy for me or not? Um, our body blessings journal, um, we integrate prayer with that. And we have health tracking, intuitive health tracking with that, like hunger, fullness, um, movement, self-care, all of that. Um, and then worship, worship just keeps our focus, takes the focus off of ourselves and puts it back on the Lord. And so, um, I think those three, like (laughs) if you're looking for like a a formula here, it's just, we're just repeating what the gospels are already, already telling us. And I think we just need reminders of that. Um, and then community is being able to like continually be in a place where we can remind ourselves, you know, and be surrounded with people who can keep telling us that, um, and can kind of like see those red flags in us too, and call those out gently. (laughs) And so we can call each other up, um, in a way that is stirring each other up towards love and good deeds. So, um, (laughs) Aubrey, is there anything else you would say to that? Um, and yeah, leave our listeners with something that they can, they can just do right now. Um, right after listening to this and would you pray for us as well? Mm, Yeah, I think such a good note to end on talking about the spiritual practices that are going to support freedom, because I think we just need to start with those and not in a place of like guilt and religion, but in a place of like, Hey, these are most important before I do anything else. Like these are the things that are going to produce the most peace and joy in my life and in um, the lives of those that I love. So Mm -hmm. I love that start starting with prayer and if you guys are someone who's like, man, I'm just not, I don't have a really consistent prayer practice and I like structure. I'm also going to plug Casey's, um, the Lord's prayer journal because, okay. What's the official title Casey and show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's called the Lord's prayer, a 12 week okay. journal. <laughs> so if you search for an Amazon, um, it's a little bit down the list. So y'all buy it or put it on your list so that Amazon will put it higher up on the page, (laughs) but it has a green um, cover on it. But yeah, that I just made because I was like, I need structure for my prayer life. And I know that the Lord's prayer is pretty sound. This is how Jesus taught us to pray. And so I just started writing it out um, every single night. And then I, my hand got tired of writing it out every single night. And so I just basically made this prayer journal and it kind of, um, just expands the Lord's prayer in a way that you can, um, you know, actually like when we say, give us Lord our daily bread, we actually write down what we need. And, and it goes through like a whole week's time of like, you're praying for your family, you're praying, um, for your community, you're praying for your nation, you know? Um, and so you're kind of covering all the, all the bases. So that, that is a good, I will usually go back to that journal when I feel like I, I need structure in my prayer life again. Yeah, no, I think it was great. I did it myself for a while and I really loved it. Um, again, it's like, Oh, I'm rooting the way that I'm praying in how Jesus taught us to pray. And then kind of, and then you can move on to after, after you've done that and you feel like, okay, I feel like I have a good habit. I feel like I have a good structure. 
We also have a good prayer space in our body blessings journal too, Mm -hmm. um, where it's a little more free flowing. Um, But yes, so these spiritual practices, these are, these are just meant for our good and meant for our overall joy. And I think that they are foundational to before we start examining every little um, health nuance (laughs) practice Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. So just, just want to underline those. And I think after this call or after this call, after this podcast, Mm -hmm. if y'all just have a moment or if you're in the car um, where you get, when you get to your destination, just writing down maybe one thing that the Lord spoke to you over this um, time, like, okay, what's one thing that I want to start cultivating? One thing I feel like I need to release, one takeaway, anything, um, because that's just going to cement that, yes, the Lord is speaking to you, number one. Uh, I think that's very important for like developing your discernment is knowing mm-hmm. that like God, God speaks to us all the time. Um, and two, it's going to help you like come back to that and set intentionality around whatever that habit you want to form or release, um, or dig more into is. So that would be my recommendation there. And I would love to pray for you guys. Hopefully this episode has been helpful. It's been really fun to talk about. And I think we've gone over our time for sure, (laughs) but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray over you guys. All right, Father God, I just thank you for this time and every single person who is listening to this episode, Lord. I ask that you would just give them um, a sense of peace that you are here with them and that you are guiding them in every little decision, whether they feel like their health decisions are trivial or not, they aren't to you, Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, You care about every detail of their lives. And I ask that you would just give them um, a word of encouragement and guidance today um, and show them that next right step um, that's right in front of them, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests, along with Dwayne Golbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. 